I got a good night's sleep. We'll see. I'll probably wake up during the show. Coffee's here. Tablet. There's a, there's a ghee drying right there. Yeah. All right. Here we go with the show. In three, two, one. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Tuesday, March 9th, 2021. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. Mm, that came out really good. Uh, March 9th. So March 9th is the day that uh, Notorious B.I.G. passed away, which I'm not sure why that stays in my head, uh, other than there, there, there's a, there are... Is it multiple? There's at least one song lyric that mentions it. Tupac passed away on Friday, September 13th, 1996. I remember some of these things. There are dates, facts, and figures that are lodged in my brain, and most of them don't matter. So yesterday, Yesterday was the release of the uh, Patrick McCarthy episode, which has done very well so far. Lots of good feedback on it, uh, including some feedback of this episode's hello. <laughs> but hey, you don't have to listen to it all at once. You don't even have to listen to all of it. You can listen to some of it, some later. It's, it's good stuff. It's important stuff. I think it's stuff that any martial artist should be listening to. I mean, that's really what we try to format the show overall as. It's stuff that we think everybody needs to know or talk about, think about, listen to, hear, understand, benefit from. What else happened yesterday? So the pricing on the training programs, as promised, has gone up. You can always use your code FIRSTCUP15 on those. The prices will continue to go up as we make improvements. Uh, for example, the strength speed hybrid program once that comes out, which honestly, it's crazy good. Um, I may start working on that again today. I don't know, that, that the, the new website stuff. When I went to bed, it had been a day and a half and Facebook still hadn't finished their review of our ad. Stupid. Frustrating. So I made Google ads, those were under review as well. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Got to get people to it before we can sell them. Right. Um, once that wheel is turning, I can start working on the strike speed hybrid because that makes what we're selling on there even more compelling. And that's going to raise the price some more. There's a dog in my yard. <laughs> that's Milo. That's the neighbor's dog. Milo's a pretty good dog. I wish I had a dog. Am I under the right account? Why is there nobody here? Hold on. Let's find out. Did I accidentally go live on my personal account? I don't think I did. 
I've done that like once. Let's find out. It would be weird not to have anybody here. No, I did not. Maybe I threw everybody off by having a, a, a graphic of a map. That's the map right behind me. Because I'm, I'm thinking about places in the U.S. I'm, I'm, you ever go through the mental exercise of what if you were to take a step back from the life that you have and just throw out everything? What would you want? And I'm, I'm working on that right now. What would I want? And one of the big things is where would I want to live? I love Vermont. But is Vermont where I want to live now? I don't know. And that's something that I'm contemplating. Where else might I want to live? Would I want to live out of the U.S.? Probably not. There are a lot of places in the U.S. I would not want to live. Where wouldn't I want to live? Would not live in California. Would not live in New York. Would not live in Florida. Would probably not live in Arizona or New Mexico. Probably not Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas. I would say Texas, but culturally, I, I like a lot of people from Texas. So maybe I should live in Texas. I don't know. I don't know. But I've got this great house and this great land and wonderful people here. So if anybody's watching or listening and going, oh my God, Jeremy's moving. No, that's not what I'm saying. Just Sometimes it's good to take a step back from where you are. Just really think about things. You know, I'm, I'm going to be 42 soon. I moved here 20 years ago. Have I gotten what I wanted, needed? Is there a place that would be better? I don't know. That's why I'm doing this mental thing. What else happened yesterday? I mailed out some, some packages to some customers, did some client work, went to the gym, had a, a structural integration session, tapped maple trees. The sap should start running in a day today. We'll see, it's gonna be warm. Uh, and, I, and I did it yesterday just to make sure I had time to do it. I got a couple of interviews today, client calls, that sort of stuff. else happened yesterday worth reporting? I don't think so. Listening to podcasts and books and music and... Here's one for you. Not a big deal, but a big deal to me. Uh, I'm in this, this quest now. How good can I eat for how little money? A lot of what I make is, is you know, Asian-style food. A lot of rice, vegetables, fish, and some manner of sauce. 
the good sauces are really expensive. They're like six bucks for a bottle. And I said, you know, I've got to be able to make these. I've got more than enough ingredients, spices, things like that at home. I've got to be able to make those. So I started with, hey, what about uh, Thai peanut style sauce? It was super easy. Tastes really good. Pro a bottle of that six bucks at the store, it probably cost me maybe 50 cents in ingredients. So now I can use way more of it. Put that on my food last night. It was delicious. So I'm done buying that stuff. When I go to the grocery store now, it's usually I, I spend too much money on the meal I'm going to have that day, and that's about it. The rest of the time, it's like, I got this and this and this. I have The chest freezer out there has plenty of food, plenty of fish and vegetables. I got plenty of rice. It doesn't get boring if you mix up the sauce. Sometimes you leave out the rice, sometimes you leave out the vegetables, sometimes you leave out the fish. Doesn't have to be complicated. And now I'm pretty sure I'm rambling. So let's see what you all gave me to talk about because that's your job. My job is to talk about things. Your job is to give me things to talk about. And if you've got things that you want me to talk about, you leave them in the comment section after the show closes. I was just struck by a, a comment coming through from somebody. Um, all right, not on this show. Oh, interesting, okay. So today we have five quotes from Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor. He's coming from Frank. So thank you, Frank. Thank you, as always, to Frank for all that he does. Frank's great. I appreciate him, his friendship, his efforts. A surplus of effort could overcome a deficit of confidence. That's pretty much the title of my autobiography. There are things I'm very confident in. I have skills that I'm really confident in. You know where I'm not super confident? interpersonal relationships. I still feel awkward and uncomfortable in a lot of situations. I'm a lot better than I used to be. I, I will freely admit that. But this is why in a lot of situations I end up gravitating towards some position of authority because it gives me a role. Because now people have to engage with me and I know how to act. I don't do well in the background. I don't do well just being one of many. I feel like I get lost. Now it's something I've been working on. Of course, since COVID, it's been hard to work on that. That's not really a thing that happens too often. You know, groups of people. But for example, when I go work out at the gym, like I haven't, I don't teach any classes. I don't, volunteer to do anything. I don't do anything that sticks out. I just kind of go and work out and say hi to people. It's just what it is. But on those, on those occasions when I'm not confident, when I don't know what I'm doing, when I'm, I'm afraid, I make up for it with effort, with planning. I sit down and I, I chart things out. Okay, this is what I'm gonna do. And it helps, it helps a lot. 
next one. I don't want to spend too much time on that one because it's going to get really vulnerable. Don't let fear stop you. Don't give up because you are paralyzed by insecurity or overwhelmed by the odds because in giving up, you give up hope. Understand that failure is a process in life that only in trying can you enrich yourself and have the possibility of moving forward. The greatest obstacle in life is fear and giving up because of it. It's a little bit deeper than on the first one. Greatest obstacle in life is fear and giving up on it. Is it snowing? It may be snowing. There isn't a lot that I'm afraid of. I've been able to accomplish a lot with a little. There. Try to be modest. These are throwing me, I, 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 in, not in a negative way, uh, in a way that I'm... So I told you guys about a month ago, I went through some, some stuff, and, you know, that, that wound is healing. But it's not, it's not gone. And so I have to be really careful when some of these quotes come up about what I say, because if I go too far, see my eyes getting a little red, uh, I'm going to lose it. And I'm not going to lose it on this show. That's kind of, that kind of defeats the purpose. I'm not going to set anybody up for their day with watching me cry. That's not fair. Nor am I comfortable doing that. It's not just about you. It's about me. So we're going to go on to the next one. But that's a good one. Experience has taught me that you cannot value dreams according to the odds of their coming true. Their real value is in stirring within us the will to aspire. I like that a lot. When you share your dreams with people, it tends to have a few different kinds of reactions, doesn't it? One, you'll get people who say, oh, that's nice, and they're just being... Fake supportive. Fal falsely supportive. There we go. Um, oh, that's nice. I hope that works out for you. When in their head they're saying, that is a stupid idea. I would never do that. You've got people who would tell you to your face, that's a stupid idea. I would never do that. And then there's a third group. And it's a small group. And the bigger the aspiration, the dream, the smaller the group. That's really exciting. Good luck with that and let me know how I can help. Most of my life, I have struggled to find people in that third group. So I've always tried to put myself in that third group for people. You've got a dream, how can I help you make it come true? Which is why when people reach out, when they when someone's done something and, you know, they, they want to come on martial arts radio, we try to make that happen. When someone wants to pick my brain about a business idea that they have, everybody gets a free hour. 
how can I help you make your dream come true? Because there have been people who have given up themselves to help me. And most of them, I can't pay them back. Some of them lent me money and I literally do pay them back. But the, the faith that they showed in me, the trust, the support, I usually can't pay them back in that way. So I try to give that to others. Got an interview scheduled with, uh, with somebody who has a, a podcast and they follow what we do and I came to learn about what they're doing and doing some good stuff. And mentioned in a video that on YouTube that actually was a follow-up to something Andrew and I did wanting to go deeper, wanting to know more about how some of the things that Whistle Kick started. And I said, you want to interview me? I'll come on your show. This person doesn't get the traffic that we do. So what? Who cares? And that's one of the things that, that bugs me about this, this new media economy. Um, there are people that we reach out to and they're like, their first response, how, how, many, how many downloads do you get? I'm not going to tell you. It is irrelevant. Check out what we've done. Check out the work that we're doing. Check out who we've spoken with. Well, listen to an episode and see that we've done good work. It's not just about numbers. In fact, it's, it's rarely about numbers. We have a loyal following. If you come on the show, people will listen to it. If you have something that you're trying to plug, you'll get in front of some pretty passionate martial artists. What's the appearance fee? Uh, zero. We're not paying you to come on our show. And much of the time when, when uh, people reach out and they're looking for my help, oh, can I? Nah, I don't need your money. If you want to come on as a client, if we're going to work together in a recurring way, yeah, I'll take your money. One of the things I've heard over the years, I think I've shared this on the show, and this is a pretty important core value to me. If you want to succeed, focus on helping other people get what they want. Now, whether that's through the principle of reciprocity, that by helping people, they will feel indebted and want to help you, or whether it's, you know, some kind of uh, uh, grand metaphysics, I don't know. I don't know that it matters. But I know that I have made a career out of helping other people. Not in... Not in ways that people typically think of helpful profession. My last career was in IT. I was providing service. I made sure that people's computers worked, that their businesses stayed running, that they were able to do their jobs to help other people. And I prioritized their needs, my employees' needs, pretty much everybody's needs over my own. Through my 20s, without a doubt. The number of, of dates with girlfriends that I canceled and times that I slept, literally slept in the office 
I sacrificed a lot of who I was for others. And I learned a lot in doing so. I don't regret that. It's not something I do now in the same way. But I'll still give a lot of who I am to other people. This episode's feeling vaguely, uh, not vaguely, quite confessional. I like this one. I've heard this in various ways from people. Don't mistake politeness for lack of strength. <sighs> How do I follow up on that? I try to be very polite to people. I try to be kind and respectful. And there are times when people take advantage of, or try to take advantage of that. Good morning, Brian. And the moment they do, the moment they take advantage of that, they create a conflict. I don't like conflict, but if it needs to happen, I will not shy away from it. And I will step right up and say, hey, I don't think so. There are a couple people right now that <laughs> I saw somebody at the grocery store on Sunday that uh, it's been years and I still have a tremendous amount of anger at this person. It doesn't consume me, but it's certainly there. And it was nice to be reminded of it so I can work on it. Don't mistake politeness for lack of strength. You should always be polite. takes confidence to be polite. True politeness, right? Being polite is not the same as deferring. Weak people will defer. Polite people or strong people will be polite. It's the difference between, let's say, holding a door for someone because you respect them. You want to show them some kindness. No, please, after you. Versus holding the door for someone because they should go first because they're special or, or um, you want them to feel grateful to you. No, please, you go first. It's a difference there. It's a big difference. It's subtle. Mm. Can it be big and subtle? It is subtle and important. There we go. One more quote. Through reading, I escaped the bad parts of my life in the South Bronx. And through books, I got to travel the world and the universe. It, to me, was a passport out of my childhood, and it remains a way, through the power of words, to change the world. Books were 
my friends as a kid. When I was a kid, I had martial arts, and I had books, and I had my dog. And now I have martial arts, and a cat, and a whole bunch of work. had a, a conversation yesterday with Jenny about books and, and how we advance that part of the business. And we talked about the other books that are going to come out, books that are in development, uh, books based on transcripts from episodes that need to come forward. And we talked about uh, the novel a little bit. And it's done well. It's done well. It continues to sell. And... I got some feedback from someone uh, in the last week that it was the most comprehensive feedback I'd received. So shout out to Chris. Thank you, Chris. And he had some, some very valid points, um, some criticisms, some questions. Some of it's going to become clearer in later books. Um, there was one plot point he pointed out that I honestly, I struggled with and, uh, need to find a way to make it a little bit clearer in the future. Uh, one, one aspect to one of the characters. Where was I going with this? Oh crap, what was I saying? Oh. Nope, I lost it. That book was cathartic for me in a lot of ways. Those characters, some of them are based on people, real people. And I got to fi figure some stuff out, say some stuff about people. A number of people who have passed away are in that book. Oh, that's what I was going to say. But the, the, the number one thing that he said in his feedback that I've gotten from just about everybody is once I hit chapter three, I just, I just plowed through it. Now, it's not a terribly long book. 75, 80,000 words. But that I wrote something that was compelling enough that people would read through it quickly. That's been pretty great. All right. I'm going to go. I hope you have a great day. Leave me some stuff for tomorrow. Leave me some questions, comments, feedback in the comment section once the show closes. Remember, we do this show every weekday, 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time here on YouTube. Catch it later in audio form in your podcast player. If you're new, subscribe, turn on notifications, check out the other things that we do here at Whistlekick. Go to whistlekick.com, see all the things going on there, sign up for the newsletter, uh, contribute to the Patreon. I'm going to try and get a video episode done today for the Patreon thinking about what I will do for everybody. I got some ideas. Thanks for watching or listening. 
If you want to email me, jeremy at wilsonkick.com. Take care, everybody. I appreciate you, and I will see you back here tomorrow. Peace.